Why did the Scarecrow win an award? He was outstanding in his field. Look at my feed! What do you see? The Pope of Positivity. Hello out there, neighborhood. DC Matthews here at DC Matthews NAI with a Monday evening edition of the Pontificast. We're about 45 minutes or so away from Monday Night Raw, and I had to sit down and talk to you because, you know, being an adult is not necessarily fun. Sure, you know, I don't know where you are in your lives, neighborhood, but there's just a lot to do. There's a lot to do in the world. There's dishes to do, there's laundry to do, there's providing meals, and I don't even own a house, or have a kid, for that matter, so I can't imagine what it must be like for others out there with all of the things going on. But, you know, you just there are times you just want to sit and, and play video games. That's really all you want to do. Speaking of video games... When I become the Grand High Poobah of the world, one of the things that I think I will do is I will put a, uh, a three-day uh, waiting period on impulse purchases. Uh, I say this because over the weekend I was a little bored. Um, I guess I hadn't had enough adulting to do. And so I, you know, my students had, had talked to me in a little bit to playing Minecraft. And so since I'm on a new computer, I shelled out I believe it was $25 or so to to uh, download Minecraft and I played it for about 90 minutes and haven't touched it since and I don't know that I ever will again and I'm really regretting making the purchase. Um, but yeah, so speaking of Minecraft and, and video games, uh, the big news going on right now is WWE 2K18 uh, taking over the neighborhood lots of people playing it it's a it's a little glitchy right now which i guess is part of the fun to find all those glitches which make you know probably could be frustrating if you're in the middle of a good match but are a little hilarious um but i hope you out there in the neighborhood are uh, are having a good time playing it if you'd like me to play it by all means um buy me a copy and and send it to me because uh I already shelled out money for a video game I don't think I'm going to be playing. I'm probably not going to do it again. Speaking of video games, though, uh, one of the big video game players, the biggest probably video game player in the WWE system, would be Xavier Woods. And the reason I bring up Xavier Woods, and I tweeted about this earlier, is because I really think Xavier Woods is the next piece uh, in reestablishing, or maybe just establishing, a really solid cruiserweight division. I think Xavier Woods and Enzo Amore are the feud that could really put the cruiserweight division and 205 Live on the map. Speaking of feuds that are in the news, um, Cody and uh, Roman Reigns. I'm really looking forward to their WrestleMania 35 title match. Uh, I I think we can pretty much lock that in at some point in the near future, and it'll probably be at a WrestleMania. Cody will make his return to the WWE, his triumphant return to take on Roman Reigns. The more I think about it and the more I see, the more I do think there was a little wink-wink, nudge-nudge when Cody got his release. You go become a big star, talk trash about us all you want, then eventually you can come back and we'll make a huge amount of money. Cody Rhodes is going to have the return 
that we will never get from CM Punk. Cody Rhodes is able to do that. He's a company man enough, even though he's not in the WWE system right now, he is a company man enough to be able to make that return. Speaking of Cody Rhodes, other big news. Um, Ring of Honor talking about doing a streaming service. I was uh, tweeting with uh, Civil Fandom at Analyzer underscore 34. I can never remember the difference between the names and the hashtags. You know who this guy is. He's a pretty famous guy. Um, But uh, it's about time. You know, as many of you know, as frequent listeners know, I was a Ring of Honor ringside member for a while. It's a terrible service. Uh, yeah, you get Ring of Honor TV, but you don't get pay-per-views. You have to, you know, you get a discount on them, but you still have to pay additional money for that. They don't have a complete archive. It is a, it is a waste of money, in my opinion, uh, to be a Ring of Honor ringside member. So, if they're going to have an actual streaming service, I, you know, I will strongly consider spending money on that. And the reason I know this is that I strongly considered spending money on the TNA or Global Wrestling Network streaming service that they have going on now. Speaking of that, I have no idea what Impact Pizza is, and I'm afraid to ask. Speaking of Ring of Honor, um, have you ever seen Adam Page and Oliver Queen, a.k.a. Stephen Amell, in the same room at the same time? I haven't, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Speaking of Stephen Amell, um, you know, the, the new TV is on. Uh, Arrow and Flash. I, I got to tell you, you know, a lot of people are big Arrow and Flash fans, the CW superhero shows. I enjoyed Arrow the first few seasons. I enjoyed Flash the first few seasons. Maybe it's because I don't think they're available on Hulu anymore. I don't think they are. I think you have to get the CW, whatever the CW streaming is, which might even be a free service, but still, it's a, it's just an extra step. It's an extra thing that I have to do, which is never good for me. Um... But I'm not a huge fan. You know, Arrow got really dark. I saw clips from the opening season, you know, the opening episode of this season. You know, the mother of his child has died. There was this big explosion. And then, of course, nobody died. And now, you know, just all of this stuff. Barry was in the Speed Force, and now he's back, but he's not the same. That, I guess, has some interest to me, but, you know, I don't know. I have never watched an episode of Supergirl. Mrs. Matthews uh, enjoyed that show. I think I watched one episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I don't know what it is, but those shows, which used to be very exciting, don't hold as much interest for me. And I do think it is because of the effort um, going into it. You know, like, I I binge-watched Blacklist just a couple weekends ago, getting ready for the new season. Haven't watched it because it's not on Hulu. So I'd have to find a way to watch it on my TV or Chromecast it or watch it. And and I don't have that kind of time or energy. That was extra steps. I would rather watch random Conan O'Brien clips on YouTube or some random thing on Netflix than have to try to seek this stuff out. Uh, Speaking of the superhero shows, big news of actually today, uh, the Black Panther um, trailer drop, the new one. It looks very, very good. I am very excited about it. I am even more excited for the people who deserve to be even more excited than I am because this is the first true, you know, African-American superhero movie. I'm pretty sure I can say that. Um, It's always awkward when I talk about these sorts of issues, but people are very, very excited. The trailer looks excellent. Uh, The one thing I will say, though, and again, I tweeted about this, 
Um, I do not need another Marvel superhero movie where we see good guy in his costume battle bad guy in a version of good guy's costume. We saw it with Iron Man. We saw it with Ant-Man. And I'm, you know, and I guess technically, I know the Winter Soldier is not technically the same outfit, but they both have the Super Soldier serum or a version of it. That's a different situation. But both Iron Man and Ant-Man, bad guys, made a version of the suit. So the whole, while it was a cool look to see, I think his name's Killmonger, uh, you know, transforming into the the Golden Tiger kind of suit, I... it wasn't necessary to me. I found that guy, the Michael B. Jordan character, much more interesting when he wasn't wearing that outfit, whether it was the weird horned mask from the trailer or just him in his normal uh, in normal self. I found that much more interesting. But still, that movie looks awesome, as does Thor, as does Justice League, although less so, but that's a different show. Speaking of costumes, we're coming up towards Halloween, I never know what to dress as for Halloween. Now, I'm a teacher, so that changes the outfit. And, of course, I'm a guy, so that also changes the outfits. The adult Halloween costumes that many of you immediately think of when I say the phrase adult Halloween costumes, not going to work for DC Matthews. Um, But I'm looking for suggestions. If you have suggestions for a simple costume, I'm not going to go out and buy anything. You know, my tried and true thing, like I've done the pirate with just, you know, a white shirt and a vest. Um, I might do the Ruby Tuesdays employee, which is a pair of jeans, a white button-up shirt, and a black apron. And then I'm the waiter at Ruby Tuesdays. But Ruby Tuesdays isn't as popular, at least around here, than it used to be, so that outfit doesn't necessarily work. But I'm in the, I'm in the market for a simple uh, Halloween costume idea that would be educationally appropriate or school appropriate. So if you have suggestions, at DC Matthews. NAI. Um, I always re- rem- reminded of the Wednesday Adams quote from I think the second Adams Family movie, where somebody asks her what she's dressed as, and she says she's dressed as a homicidal maniac because they look just like everyone else. Speaking of Wednesday Adams, other suggestions I'm looking for: um, Halloween movies. I'm not a big horror fan, as Doc Manson and I have talked about multiple times on our airwaves. So I'm looking for ideas for Halloween movies to watch. Halloween coming up would be fun to watch a movie. Nightmare Before Christmas is the go-to, but I'm looking for some other options. I've Googled some, but I'm looking for suggestions from the neighborhood. You know, people have said Hocus Pocus or Practical Magic, and by people I mean just people online. Those are the movies that usually pop up. But if you have an idea for a not-super-scary uh, Halloween movie, send it my way. I'd like to know what the neighborhood is is a fan of, and we'll perhaps try it out. Speaking of Halloween, just just so you know, here's a tip from me to you about uh, Halloween. Um, if you're going to pass out candy and, and you don't want to be tempted, and I know most of us do want to be tempted, but our tried and true thing is to get candy that we don't actually eat. Uh, neither of us here in this house are big coconut fans, so we get mounds or Almond Joy because we're not going to eat them. So we will throw three, four, you know, I like being the house where you know you can go and get a lot of candy. Not too much. I'm not throwing full-size bars in there, but you get a couple of fun-sized bars. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's worth the stop to come to the Matthews house. Um, but I like to give out candy, you know, because if I get Halloween candy that I like, I will just sit there and eat it whilst watching 
the Halloween movie that whatever we pick. I'll just eat the whole thing. And then I'm throwing in cans of, like, cannellini beans or kidney beans because we don't have anything else in the house, or I'm throwing in, you know, whatever random assorted granola bars we happen to have. Speaking of Halloween candy, um, another tip from me to you. When we're talking candy corn, maybe it's just me. Get the big pumpkins. Those are so much better than all the other ones. They're just just more... I, I don't think it's buttery, but they just have a, a a more depth of flavor, I find. They're not so cloyingly sweet. There's there's layers there. Speaking of butter, I did bring up butter. Here's my food tip of the week from me to you. If you want your uh, spaghetti sauce, and I'm not talking a marinara sauce, though you can do it this way, but if you're making some sort of garlic and oil-based sauce or really any other sort of red wine sauce, doesn't even have to go with pasta, but like a chicken marsala or something like that. If you're looking to get your sauce to that next level um, and you want to know what a lot of restaurants do, butter. Butter, 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 butter. It's called, you know, Monte au beurre, I think is the French way to say it. Forgive me for my French pronunciation being horrible. But you take a, a fairly large amount of butter and you throw it in and you let it, you let it melt into the sauce. And it does add that, as I'm talking about with candy corn of all things, that depth of flavor that you're looking for. I promise you. Make it twice. Make the same exact recipe with the same exact ingredients. Make it once without make it once with, give it to someone you care about, someone whose taste buds you trust, they will pick the one with butter every single time. Is it healthy? Of course not. But when you're making a sauce like that, sometimes you're not necessarily looking for it to be 100% healthy, in which case I advise use butter. Since I'm on the subject of tips, speaking of tips, here are just some other random recommendations that I, D.C. Matthews, have for you, the neighborhood. I got that Monte Aubert tip from watching food shows, but also from the book Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain, which he wrote before he became super famous. This was kind of the book that put him on the map. If you can happen to get your hands on a copy, I highly recommend it. I go back and reread it about once a year. I don't do that with every single book, but I'll go back and reread that book. It's just well-written. It's fun. It's a, you know, it's a good read. It takes you inside. If, if the culinary profession is something you admire, you've ever considered in a you know, fleeting moment of this career stinks, let me go try something else, it, it's worth reading. Another book, this is the current book that's on the nightstand of D.C. Matthews, is I'm Just a Stranger Here Myself, I think. I don't have the book, of course, because it's on the nightstand. Um, but it's by Bill Bryson, and I'm recommending the author himself, not necessarily that book, though this book is very good. It's a series of essays he wrote. Um, Bill Bryson is a fantastic author. I was reading him the other day, and I think I realized the reason I like him so much is because he reminds me of the way I like to write. I write sort of conversationally. Um, I hope it comes through in, in the podcast. But it, it's that sort of thing. You you feel like you're kind of sitting down with him, and he's, you know, spinning a tale for you. Um, but he's very good. He's written books on, you know, he walked the Appalachian Trail. He wrote a book about that. He went to Australia. He wrote a book about that. He wrote a book about the history of the house. Uh, he's written plenty of stuff. He wrote that book about Shakespeare I was reading earlier. That was not my personal favorite because I'm not a huge Shakespeare fan. But if you are looking for an author... If you're, it would be a great read for flight or to read on the train, especially this specific book here that's essay-based. Um, again, I highly recommend it. Uh, 
My last real recommendation would be Patton Oswalt as the stand-up comedian I'm watching. I was watching just today um, his stand-up special, I think, Talking for Clapping, I believe is the title. And his style is so stream of consciousness where it just bounces from one subject to another, to another, to another, to another, to another. And there's a through line you can follow where you can go from point A to point B to point C to point D that I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if I could do a podcast that was like that? And that's why you're listening to this right now, neighborhood. If you want to blame someone for this podcast and the amount of times I said, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, that's not a Patton Oswalt thing, but I got this whole idea. I decided I wanted to do a podcast that was kind of, I think I came up with the idea of the Pope's Scope, which is a really dumb name, but I like the rhyming qualities of it. Um, a podcast of little thoughts. You know, I didn't have any big thoughts I wanted to expand on, but I had a lot of little things that I wanted to mention. And so I decided by watching Patton Oswalt, he inspired me to try to find a through line, try to find how I could connect um, video games to the Enzo and Xavier idea I had, to the Roman and Cody idea I have, to the Ring of Honor thing, which then led to this, which then inspired this, you know, talk about the CW shows, which I wasn't planning on talking about, but then it led right into Black Panther, and then I could continue to go through. Um, so I recommend Patton Oswalt. I'm sure many of you listening already are familiar with Patton Oswalt as a stand-up, um, but highly recommended. And I don't really recommend this. It's more of a guilty pleasure sort of, you know, if you enjoy subjecting yourself to horrible things, which some people do. It is Steve Mongo McMichael's birthday. I, you know, haven't done wrestler birthdays in a while because I've been too busy with other uh, things to talk about on the shows. But um, it's Mongo's birthday, so go listen to him do commentary. It's terrible. It's terrible in a way that makes you wish for David Otunga and John Bradshaw Layfield, which in its own way makes it something worth listening to. I hope this has been something worth listening to. Speaking of that... Uh, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Pontificast. And if you haven't, there's not a damn thing I can do about it. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, we'll see you around the neighborhood.